This Sunday, HBO released a new highly anticipated show called The Mayor of Easttown. The first episode was called Miss Lady Hawk Herself. I watched it. It's about 53 minutes. Welcome to today's episode. As people are probably aware, Kate Winslet is from things like the Titanic, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, and she usually plays the romantic lead in things. So when I saw her in this, first of all, I didn't recognize her, and also she's playing a completely different character with an American accent. Um, no, she is American, right? No, 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 it was an accent. Thing. Okay. She got a coach on set, so did she pull it off? Honestly, the only judging I was doing was on Guy Pierce's acting, because whenever that guy pops up, his face is so sketch yeah, they, when they, it comes to like playing characters i always suspect him of being evil <laughs> they have a lot of names attached to this they have evan peters they have gene smart whoa, whoa, whoa. evan peters yeah he plays detective colin zabel yeah i don't think he's in the first episode at all i met everybody in this town i mean everyone like well, it's a small town right no i have like 50 names here uh-huh. i couldn't even list them all this show wanted to introduce you to every single person and give you a backstory and we're going to talk about all of them. Let's start yeah. with Mare. You got the detective. Yeah, Mare she, she is limping in half the episode because she hurts her ankle. She is a mom. She is a grandma. She is a divorcee. She is a high school basketball star. And this is the 25th anniversary of the Hawks Basketball State Championship in which she made the winning shot and is now famous for that. She yeah. is Lady Hawk herself. I have I have a game about Kate Winslet. Um, wait, wait, wait. Well, <laughs> why are we jumping to a game about Kate Winslet? Well, because she's the one who plays Marachine. Yes, right? I know that, but I we're not even getting into the plot okay, of the show. Yeah, shouldn't uh, I shouldn't yeah, I talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, this you, at you, least you a little bit? You can introduce it. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> can introduce it. All right, so this feels like Manchester by the Sea as far as the yeah. type of town that we're dealing with. It also feels a little bit like The Killing but less dark. Both those that you mentioned, I've seen reviews that basically say it, it's the same type of setting. Yeah, the setting is intentionally supposed to be true America, because at the very end, they give you a little synopsis of what they were thinking they while they shot, were doing it. Yeah, they shot out on location in Delaware in a lot of small uh, states, like I believe Chester County as well, but go on. They, on the side of Chester County in Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be gritty and sympathetic rather than depressing however everyone is has a scarcity of money like they can't afford a lot um we meet a lot of characters who are pretty desperate for funds right now um and then someone who's on drugs i mean i don't know where you want me to begin with this but the show has a bunch of different storylines playing out at once right but it follows two in particular right I guess if you count everything that Mare is doing as one storyline, then yes. Yeah. The other story concentrates on Aaron. She's a baby mama. She's like 15, 16 years old. And right from the beginning, I feel like I've seen this story before. She was way too young and innocent to survive to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like I predicted that death in her first scene. And it was really sad because she is kind of like a lamb in a slaughterhouse. She gets tricked by her ex's girlfriend and then gets beat up. And then later on in the episode is just found dead. In the That's final... by the very end, right? Yeah. But like, it was so predictable that she died that it kind of made me angry. Like, well, she it's... gets drawn out to this party that she, with her friends and such that she hasn't seen for a while because she's been taking care of her kid, DJ. And finds out that she's been catfished 
but she never met the dude who had been catfishing her, Brendan. Um, and it turns out to be uh, Dylan's, um, his current girlfriend, who is jealous of, I guess, Aaron for having a kid right, with yeah. uh, Dylan. And they just make fun of her and start beating her up. I don't understand that in this small community, why she would have thought that this Brendan dude was real. Like, it just is another change. She's not that smart. Well, in the end, is she supposed to be kind of the innocent one, like the one that is the most likable, but the most likable out of the whole show? You see a bunch of shit get thrown at her. Like, her dad is pretty bad. She doesn't have a mom anymore. Um, Then how how is she managing a child? Well, her dad is providing for the basic stuff, and then her boyfriend, when she can get money from his family, she does, because the kid has some sort of ear issue, like an infection that just keeps on coming back, that they need to pay for the doctor's treatment. Does she get as much screen time as Mare Sheen in this Oh, episode? no. Probably not as much, because Mare just has so much going on in her life. Like, first, we see her going about her day-to-day work, where everybody keeps on calling her for these, like, kind of lower skilled tasks like she's a detective she shouldn't be handling the small cop stuff but yet she ends up doing that like she gets called in by this lady named um betty carroll in the first scene whose granddaughter saw someone peeping out at her who had a hoodie on and looked like a ferret and then in the next scene a couple ones later there's beth and frank and frank is beth's brother and he is like a he's he's addicted to some sort of drugs it's meth or crack or something and he's lost his family um and he lives in this cold house and he's broken into his sister's place and stolen her stuff and so then she has like a chase scene with him and ends up like not arresting him but taking him to a homeless shelter um so yeah we get all these different storylines that's where she hurts her ankle and then we find out that her family life is crazy as well like she lives her mom lives with her her ex-husband is still friends with everybody but is getting remarried and then her kids there's siobhan who's applying to schools right now so she's like 17 years old and then there's andrew and we find out that she's a grandma but it doesn't make sense because siobhan is um in a relationship with another girl so she wouldn't have been pregnant so at the end of the episode it's revealed that her son whose name was kevin is dead and that he was the father of Andrew and that she's taking care of and he must have died last year. And then we have this other case where she is her old basketball teammate. She's friends with some of them, but one of them had a kid whose name was Katie and she died um, as well. And she's been investigating that case for a year, but thinks it's going nowhere. But now that we have uh, Aaron dead as well, it seems like there's a string of murders that are going on. And we're going to either find out that it's one killer or it's going to be sort of like the killing, I assume. So with all these storylines going on, you don't get a conclusion to any of them. They're just being introduced. Because it seems like they're throwing the kitchen sink at you. The Guardian gave No, it. they're just kind of introducing you slowly but surely to the entire village, I mean, the entire town. The Guardian gave it a the pilot a 5 out of 5 stating that all the twists and turns of the cases are revealed. It becomes a show greater than the sum of its already considerable parts. Everything and everyone is real. And so is that, a, like, is that a review of the entire show or just this episode? Uh, just this episode. Yeah. Um, it does a good job coming together despite all the storylines. Like when Aaron is getting beat up under the underpass where the high schoolers are hanging out because there's just a giant party that's happening. The people who save her end up being Siobhan, the teenage daughter of uh, Mare and her band, which I don't know how they transport from the party they were at for her 
uh, ex-husband who was getting married again, Roy from the office, yeah. um, to to come save uh, Aaron. But they they are two places at once almost. It, but they, but but at least we see them know each other because yeah. the, every all the kids would know each other. Were you introduced to, to Helen this episode? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Helen, no, Helen's played by Jean Smart, the same person. From oh yeah, that's the mom. Yeah, okay. that's her mom. So she's a great grandma. Okay. To yeah. Andrew or Drew. Yeah. So the first five episodes were given to the critics, and basically, again, it's gone kind of critical acclaim. It has an eight point one on IMDb. This episode in particular had an eight point two, eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people were giving credit for the complex like issues and characters that they were able to introduce. Yeah. I mean, another character that they had. It it was dramatic, but at no point did it feel like melodrama. Yeah, that was one of my questions because one of the reviewers did say it felt like melodrama at certain points. I mean, would you consider Manchester by the Sea melodrama? Yeah, probably. Okay, well then in that case, yeah, I was thinking more soapish, because well, with Mare's character, there's nothing. She's not the like normal feminine romantic lead. Like she's really tough, and her the texture of her character is a lot. Uh, harder to get through and she's kind of just you're with her throughout the entire show yeah Kate Winslet described her character as multitasking woman and desperately not wanting to fail and not wanting to let people down Um, and in the episodes I believe she's supposed to really try and avoid failure or judgment because that's like her one big fear the director That, that makes her sound almost needy for uh, like I mean, she seems perfectly independent with herself. Like she she sees her husband going off and getting married without her, and I assume maybe that has to do with her kid be- dying. Mm, yeah. Because at first you're you're unaware as to what broke them up because they're still on good terms, and her family still likes his oh, character. Okay. Yeah, so yeah they, they actually knew. Like the mom knew about it, huh. before and didn't tell her. Oh, so, okay, yeah. The thing is, is that director Zareg Zobel is known for making very provocative things, such as The Hunt, Z for Zachariah, and The Leftovers. And so it feels like this show is also trying to be kind of provocative in that own sense, giving you so much to work with. And with this small town, you get a sense of claustrophobia when you're watching it because of, like, how closely related all these people are to one another. I feel like if I lived there, it would definitely be... Um, one of those things where I couldn't go anywhere without someone knowing what I was doing and that getting around town really whispering really quickly. Like Siobhan's whole deal is because she goes to this um, school that she got a scholarship to is she wants to escape a town like this. And um, if you remember in Manchester by the Sea, the kid um, of Lucas Hedges. Yeah, he he was like a weirdly mature character, like he kept yeah. on having sex with a ton of girls and it was just an odd portrayal of like a teenager that wasn't a comedic play right. it wasn't like yeah. oh cool he's awesome it was like oh no this is just his life that's how these kids are sort of depicted like they're more mature in a way everybody like aaron at 15 has a kid and is facing those issues right and you stated that also she has like a kind of an uncaring dad and it seems like that just, seemed, that just it's not that he's uncaring it's that he's literally the stereotype of a working like class American who doesn't have any money whose daughter gets knocked up who feels like he has to now take care of both of them and really dislikes that like she burns his meal or she doesn't tell him that his meal's hot so he gets really upset and I'm like oh no is he gonna hit her Mm -hmm. and he 
his type of character easily might have hit her. Well, I think it's one of those things where if a character does something so mature, like have a baby when they're young, then you almost have to make the, that character face a harder reality than well, what see, you're used to Well, see, the Dylan character who took the baby halfway through the episode... Like, Aaron is still very much a kid at heart. The reason she goes to the party is because she wants to meet Brendan. The reason that she, that the ex-girlfriend is angry, sorry, Dylan's girlfriend is angry with her is because she texted Dylan saying that she missed spending time with him. Um, and, she, she, like, these are very high school antics, but in a very serious situation. Right. Does it ever give you any dark comedy to make this situation seem less so? Well, it's, again, not like the killing where it's just depressing, depressing, depressing. There, There's a full scene where Andrew's getting a turtle and Mare goes to the turtle shop and she just keeps on being upselled on, like, the giant cases that you're supposed to keep the turtles in. Yeah. $99, $120. And then she ends up, like, looking around until she finds, like, a really cheap one. And she's like, this is the one I want. Well, does she, does, does she do something with cheese balls this episode? Cause, Maybe. Like, <laughs> I know that you, she gets drunk a lot in that episode. Winslet said that she wanted to keep, give like the humorous oh, oh, parts. Oh no, no, no. I think I know what you're talking about. Touch. She like poured it on something she was eating. Yeah, right? she poured cheese on a cheese ball and then ate it, which is something that she actually does. Amazing well, cinematic I, history is being made. Nah. <laughs> no, there's definitely humor. Like one of the new cops, uh, Tremel, Officer Tremel. It's his first day, and we find out like. He can't handle blood like he will get super dizzy and he just he became a cop even despite that mm -hmm. that's a, played for a joke also don whose daughter is the one who went missing last year katie who mayor has been searching for but sort of given up the case is pressing for the chief to put in a new detective from a different county to come in and investigate things right. and mayor is being really hesitant about that she's like i did all the work and blah 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 blah, blah. which is weird for our main character to not want to solve a case um, and she also gets mad at Don who has cancer and they're both on the old high school team and also the high school team in general, like they're still writing papers about like the Tribune paper came out with that being the front page news about a 25 year old high school game and a championship that happened, <laughs> um, in this small community. And it just goes to show how Little, ridiculous yeah. or how nothing ever happens in this town. And then Guy, Guy Pierce shows up. I want to say Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Guy Pierce plays a guy named Richard and he is a writer and he has sex with Mare in one of the scenes and so yeah those are those are the scenes that happen craig inglesby <laughs> who is the creator and executive producer of this show as well as the director both said that they don't like to stick to just one genre and i know that some of the reviewers are saying that even though the show does have these points of comedy it sometimes just gets to the point of ridiculousness such as kind of like the paper thing that you were talking about uh no that's fine but it it's never super drastic i would say that the way that Siobhan and her band were so thrilled at the fact that her, um, her father was getting married again, um, like demanding that he kiss her and then they play a song. Like she's a singer as well and she's suddenly really good at singing. It just feels like her yeah. character is kind of strange well, in this she, show. She actually got like some advice from uh, actual band on how to look when singing because she didn't know how to sing at first. We didn't and get so, like a giant scene with her singing. We just had her in the off distance. Yeah, but I think in the next couple episodes, it's not the only time that you're going to see her sing. Okay. Uh, but compared to Bloodlands and something like Tell Me Your Secrets. Bloodlands had a clear storyline like clear just focus on one story so do you, kyle chandler and his brother and what happened with that <laughs> well 
Bloodlands, not Bloodlines. Oh, Bloodlands. <laughs> Bloodlands? Yeah, Wait, Blood, Bloodlands was the what? what the first three episodes you watched, and the second episode he shoots the guy at the very end, and oh, he turns out to be completely evil. different type of show. But when you compare He's it... He's a detective, but like besides that, Nesbitt is, is very... Uh, Scottish yeah, or what is it? Bloodlines is a completely different type of show as well. <laughs> I would I would actually say Bloodlines is closer to this show than the detective show you're okay, talking but about. But would you say that it's better than than Bloodlands and Tell Me Your Secrets? This one? Uh, yeah, it's better production quality. Um, HBO and HBO Max actually broke records in terms of viewership for this uh, pilot episode. I also like that they views. talked about Wawa, the convenience store, because mm-hmm. I've been to one of those, um, I think in New Jersey, because apparently for costume design, they would stare at, they would just watch people come in and kind of like write them down because they were just normal citizens right. around there and who weren't like super rich or anything. And then they took that and wanted to be authentic in their storytelling. Whose storyline? Like, I mean, at the end when they did the production thing, they told us about what how they oh, decided right. on things. Okay, so they did one of those things at the very end where they went through yeah, how they shot the episode. That's yeah. how I knew it was shot in Philly. I have a game here. It's about Kate Winslet. It's one truth and three lies. Basically, she's called one of these names on set, and I have Mayor. <laughs> no, 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 like an actual nickname on set, and it's detective. Uh, and they all have their different stories to it. I want to see if you can guess which one is true. So the first one is. Kate Winslet is nicknamed on set K-Dog by Snoop Dogg. No, Dog. next. Next. It's not that one. There's It's four. not that one. <laughs> okay. Then there's the second one. Uh, she's nicknamed K-Dub, given to her by Jack Black on the holiday. He was like, hey, K-Dub, and it stuck. So whenever she gets a work email, it starts with K-Dub as of now. The next one is Cat. Kate Winslet has stated that she misses her cat when filming out of her hometown. So she says people she is close with on set can call her cat. She also stated it may be silly. Well, that can't be true. It, <laughs> Next. The last, the last one. I'm still upset about the K-Dog one. You need to get that one chance. That's and I ridiculous. worked the hardest on that one. <laughs> the, the last one is Kinky Winslet. When she was on set for Hideous Kinky, Gillius McKinnon, who was the director for that, gave her the nickname because of how well she played the role. Um, it's either that one or K-Dub, but I think it's K-Dub. Is it K-Dub? Yeah, it's K-Dub. Okay. Do you want to hear the rest of the Snoop Dogg one? Because I, I did work on that one. Go ahead. It was that she, uh, basically Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart recreated the scene of Leo on the Titanic when they were no, both holding no, each other. Never so happened. therefore Snoop Dogg wrote, I hang with Kate all the time and I know she'll get kicked out of this photo. She's like a sister to me so much so I call her K-Dog. Which I really wish you would have guessed out of all of them. Yeah, congrats on all that work. <laughs> so in the end, we end up meeting. Let me just go through the names of, names that we get. We get Katie. We get Don. We get Officer Tremel. We get Lori. We get uh, Kevin, Siobhan, Andrew, Danny, Frank, uh, Brianna, Dylan, Aaron, Betty, uh, Carol, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Carol, Mayor. And I feel like I'm missing about well, 80 others. I think I think that you, you, had, oh, you had that many people because they were able to shoot, I believe, this episode before COVID. However, yeah. then COVID did come into play and the ending, you should probably be able to tell that it won't have as many people. That's um, too bad because this show actually doesn't need it. It's, it makes the show 10 times better, the fact that <clears throat> I don't know where the next scene is going to come from. Well, and since I stated that Evan Peters is in the show, I'll give some background on him as well. He was filming this the same time that he was WandaVision. Um, hmm. So he was like watching comedy. When you first said he was in the show, I thought you meant that he played Dylan, which would have been insane because that kid is only like 15, 16 as well. 
No, but they he, look sort of like they might be related. So here, well, here he's playing a detective, and so he yeah. had to watch like forensic I think files he's again to the drama role. And then in WandaVision, he was watching a lot of comedies and superheroes, so he was watching two different things at different times, and they both got shut down around the same time because of COVID. I believe this, however, resumed filming in the fall. Did you read any spoilers about who killed Aaron? No, because even though the first five episodes were released to critics, this is the only episode that's come out as of now. Do you know what happened with The Killing? That in the first season, it was highly critically acclaimed, and then at the end of the season, everybody was expecting them to reveal something about the killer and they didn't well this and so it was panned and then it got a new season and it never got back to the same until maybe when netflix picked it up i believe it was inglesby who said that by the end it should pay its dividends to yeah a see, but that's that's what i was basically asking is like when a show presents a mystery if it doesn't pay it off relatively fast the audience tends to get very well i think mad. this is supposed to be somewhat of a slow burn if it's seven episodes and you said it's 53 minutes in each so. yeah but it's not like a british slow burn or like bloodlands like you were talking mm-hmm. about this definitely moved at a faster pace i just feel like aaron's character was so obviously going to die i thought she was going to die when she first went to the party but they kind of it made fa- it... They, they faked it out because they saved her there right and then the next scene you see she's dead in the water and you don't know what happened from the time that she left the party to getting back home. From what someone I, must have followed her, someone must have got her. From what I saw on the rap, it made it seem almost like she had a re-diamond death, where it was like she shared the most amount of time with uh, Mara, um, but Mara. therefore she was. She, kind she of, never had shared a scene with her. But well, no, screen time in terms of who was on screen the most. Oh, gotcha, yeah. But that I felt she was supposed to be the protagonist, and then it was like, oh no, she's actually not going to be in the show at all. But I guess that in the next couple episodes, you're probably going to see her a little bit more then. Seeing her get so excited about going to the party is what, like, just in- induced me to be like, <laughs> no, like, look at the, look behind you. There's a monster, that type of, of feeling. So, again, it's gone pretty good reviews around 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who do I think? Oh, when Guy Pierce showed up, I was like, that's your weasel face right there. That's the ferret guy that was stalking the and he, It wasn't. <laughs> well, but his he, face he only, might, does look a little bit like a he ferret. He might still be evil. At the end of the episode, Mare is driving down the street with her limp that she's had the entire game or uh, <laughs> episode. Um, and she sees the ferret dude. Like, she sees some guy in a hoodie, and she knows that it's the bad guy, and she calls it in, but then she doesn't see him anymore. Like, she doesn't catch him. But that's not the last scene, right? It's close to the last scene. Okay. Like, the last scene, they do, like, this cool kind of music montage that we see every character for a second, a little split so second. So you see a lot of characters. And that's how they reveal that uh, Aaron died. Um, okay. Because before that, you're just like, okay, you see her dad just kind of at home, and you're like, well, where is she? And then... Okay, so right in the water. So, I thought maybe it would be the Katie person, the person from the year earlier. It almost ended like a dark episode where there was a dead kid at the end. Well, yeah, because there was always a dead kid at the end of dark episodes. So at the so one to ten, and would you watch it again? Would I watch the same episode again? No, would you watch the show? And, and oh, like well, I continue to follow it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll give it another episode. Uh, but I may it might be one of those ones where it loses, loses steam at a certain point. Okay. And I don't follow it till the very end. I know that they said, kind of, as I hinted before, melodrama kind of comes into play later on in the series. Like, the so. funny thing is, I wasn't a huge fan of Manchester by the Sea. I thought it would... <laughs> well, yeah, but this isn't the same type this of is, show. It, yeah, well, it's the same type of dreary kind of, like, backgrounds and, and mood sets. Right. But it has... The characters are more active, dynamic um it, like we had, didn't even get into the fact that the cousin is like some priest that they were cracking jokes about the entire time and uh he also can't afford much 
Like it just seems it like the ex-husband of Mare bought the house behind her mm-hmm. for some reason just because it was a good price. Right. Yeah. So it, it, this this whole community is just very small, close knit. Well, yeah, he and no one's ever going to escape. Basically, Inglesby drew inspiration from the show because when he came back to his hometown, he met someone who kind of worked for a police department, and it really inspired him to make this show over like a small town and like the different type of characters that you see. That's what made him be like, "Oh, I can shoot this in Chester County." Yeah, I'll also give this show a lot of credit because it doesn't fall into the same trap that a lot of shows that we've been doing recently have, where it does the check marks, where it's like, "Well, we need to have a strong female lead." Well, we need to have someone in a um a, a same-sex right. relationship or something like it has those things but i never felt while i was watching it like those things were there just to get just to, yeah just to have that inclusivity yeah just yeah. to be inclusive it, it felt like those were organically what they were uh, meant to be like they just it was part of the story okay well and then uh, like i said before one through ten what would you rate this episode uh, for first episode, uh, nine. All right. Why not? Nine. So I think that's probably going to wrap up. You want to wrap episode. it up? All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.